The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. This is Make It Pine. Feeling good, ready to march. We got, we got, we 
got rights to be fought for, we got democracy to protect, we got economic justice to, to promote, and we gotta we gotta do this march. We have powerful leaders from all across the country and from here in Alabama that are a part of this leading this march, young people who are committed to a long struggle for justice and, and are standing on the shoulders and walking alongside those that have come before. Yeah. Um, you know, today is actually the day. Today is March 7th, the actual day of Bloody Sunday. Bloody Sunday, yeah, the actual anniversary. And, and we can feel in the air, in the ground. Yeah, very important, very important. What, what, tell people how this also feeds right into what we're planning June 18th when it comes to the mass moral movement and the Poor People's Campaign. That's right. So this march, other march country are all moving us towards a mass poor people and low-wage workers assembly, a moral march on Washington into the polls. When you live in a nation that before COVID had 140 million people who are poor or low income, when you have fewer voting rights than we did years and years ago, even though people have fought and died for those rights, when you have the kind of economic, ecological devastation that's taking place, this all of this means that we need a moral movement from below. We got to lift from the bottom so everyone can rise. And so we're going to make a declaration of it and be in Washington, D.C. and keep on organizing from there. When Dr. King left Selma in 1965, he went to Chicago. He announced his opposition to the Vietnam War not long after that. And then he began to organize the Poor People's Campaign. So this is a logical extension and continuation of his work, isn't it? That's right. And, and what you had in Amelia Boynton, in, in, many, in the Boynton family, others that were organizing here in Selma, folks that were organizing in Montgomery, folks that were organizing across the state and across the country back in the 60s was seeing the connection between the fight for voting rights and economic justice and the need to unite and organize poor people across um, all kinds of uh, difference, all kinds of uh, boundaries. And, uh, you know, that need is, is great today. But it's happening. People are doing it. Reverend Dr. Liz Steele Harris, we are live, folks, as we get ready on the first leg of the march from Selma to Montgomery. Thank you, Reverend Liz. We appreciate you. And um, we're all just getting fired up with the spirit before we get ready to, to get moving. Mr. Arbery, come in for a minute, man. Marcus Arbery, folks, the father of Ahmad Arbery. And um, he's here to march. It's really something that says a lot after what you've been through that you're going to take part in this march, man. But tell us why. Number one, I give all glory to God, and I'm, I'm marching for my son, and I'm marching for all the other people before him. That First, been in the great tragedy of losing their life because of the color of their skin. So that's why I'm, I'm marching. I'm marching for all the ones that lost their lives in this tragic, bad situation. That's been going on so many years. So that's why it's really important for me to be here tomorrow. And, and not to mention the fact, as we were discussing yesterday, in 1965, the march was also about the murder of Jimmy Lee Jackson by the police. And the same thing pretty much happened to your son. Here we are 57 years later, and we're still fighting the same fight. What are your thoughts about that? Oh, Lord. It just seemed like to me the same cycle just keep trying to repeat. And it just try, they try to do it in a different way. But the same cycles keep trying to repeat. And so we, the people, we got to do better than this. We got to stop failing. Our system got to do better. 
our sister got to hold everybody accountable. I don't care what color they are. When they break the law and be wrong, they got to be accountable to the footers of the law. Yeah, yeah. You are an inspiration to us all, Mr. Arbery. Thank, Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you for standing with all of us. Yes, God sir. bless you, sir. You, all right. Folks, as you can see, right, we're at mile marker uh, 88 along Highway 80, the famous Highway 80. And as we travel during the course of the week, we will see and you will see, hopefully, um, some of the other markers, the campsites. Because uh, in 65, they did it. You know, we're a little bit more... Uh, comfortable these days. Some will be following in vehicles. You saw a big truck right here that's going to be leading us. Some will be following in, in vehicles. Um, but in 1965, there weren't any vehicles and they weren't hotels. So we literally, uh, 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 or they literally, uh, camped out on the side of the road. Uh, but it was kind of cool because they had live entertainment. Uh, uh, Tony Bennett, Sammy Davis Jr., Harry Bell Fonte and others uh, had entertainment along the uh, along the side uh, of the road, uh, and um, uh, and it was uh, quite meaningful to those who were there. Uh, and so we're here today to try to recreate those steps. We'll go about 10 miles a day. We'll be safe. Those who can walk will. Uh, uh, will be uh, uh, will be driven and they'll have cars following to be in the caravan. We're going to go talk to uh, a few more people. And you all can see the state troopers are here. Again, very, very different atmosphere uh, than was in 1965. And by the, just from a historical perspective, by the time of the march in 65, the final march uh, after Bloody Sunday, uh, the National Guard was federalized along the road to provide uh, protection. Hey, tell everybody your name. Yes, my name is Portia Miller, known as Queen, national civil rights activist and community leader out of the greater Atlanta, Georgia, and I am originally born and raised from Dothan, Alabama. Dothan, Alabama. What brings you out here today? Why are you marching from Selma to Montgomery? I'm marching to Selma to Montgomery because I feel like it is my civil duty, not only is my civil duty to the country, but my duty to the state of Alabama to represent John Lewis. John Lewis was the boy from Troy, and he is the one that came and allowed the world to see, not only with Martin Luther King, but with C.T. Vivian, with Dr. Bernard Lafayette, with Miss Fire Rose, and other great foot soldiers that came before us and exercised their right to vote and got our voters' rights in 1965. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're not finished marching on Some people think this is, we don't need to march no more, we don't need to do that no more, but we have to continue this, don't we? Oh, yes. First of all, let me tell you something. First of all, not only we got to continue to march, but we got to always speak truth to power. Never allow somebody to let you know or let you feel that marching, mobilizing, protesting, boycotting, holding people accountable does not work. It does work, and we showed that when we got the um, verdict for Ahmaud Arbery. That's right. It, and it, it, what does it mean, say to you, that the Arbery family is actually here to march? Strength. It means absolutely strength, and I am so glad they are on our birth soil of Alabama to show everybody that they are in it for the right to vote. They Do you know some of the family members did not vote until the death of, of their beloved Ahmaud Arbery. Right. And guess what? When they went out there and, 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 and advocated and turned into activists when they didn't want to be, they got out there and they voted and they flipped it on the DA Jackie Johnson and got her out of the seat. That's, right. That's outstanding. So the weather, we're going to have some inclement weather this week. Mm -hmm. There's going to be some rain. 
uh, as you know, uh, Martin and Coretta and others marched in the pouring rain. Oh, yeah. Are you going to do that, too? Oh, rain, hail, sleet, or snow, we amplify. Whether it's 5 or 55, we're going to always amplify. That's how I was raised. That's what I do. And I am a foot soldier of Alabama and Georgia. All right. All right. Well, wonderful. Glad to see you, Sister, yes. Sister Portia, Queen Portia. We appreciate you. More MIP after this message. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save money on your insurance? Of course you would. After all, who wouldn't love a great deal, right? And when it comes to great rates on insurance for all of the things in your life, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners, condo, or renters coverage. You could save even more with a special discount when you bundle your coverages. Plus, add the easy-to-use GEICO mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And choosing to switch to GEICO becomes an easy choice. Switch to Today and see all the ways you could save with great rates and discounts. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com to get a rate quote or contact your local agent and get started seeing how much you could save. We're here with our sister, Cece uh, Huddleston who is one of the organizers for this week's activities, mentioned several organizations who are doing this, including the NAACP Legal Defense Fund, Thurgood Marshall's organization. Sister Cece has been doing a lot of organizing, and they're going to lead when we arrive at the Montgomery State Capitol in that historic spot on Friday. How you feel this morning? I am feeling energized and so excited to be here. We have a whole group of Dillard students from Dillard University, the prestigious Dillard University in Louisiana. And like me, like being a young folk myself and then also seeing the next generation and also here with multiple generations. I am so energized this morning. Like for it to be early and for us to have a late last night, I am just incredibly happy to be here. Why is it important that we do this again, this march from Selma to Montgomery? I think the continuation of the march is important because we have a lot of the same issues that we're encountering and also like different types like we have digital attacks we have folks who are passing legislation with the repelment um of the 1965 voting rights act and it's just it's not fair that i don't know if my child has the right to vote and my father was born in 59 and he didn't have the right to vote when he was born and why are we here this many years later so therefore it's important to keep the march going like what can i do for my kids and what can i do for the generations after me cc thank you we're going to be seeing you during the course of the week. And again, LDF is going to be leading the march on Friday. Thank you for all your hard work. It doesn't stop, even with this next generation that's coming forward. And CC is definitely part of that generation, so we appreciate you. Thank you so much. All right, wonderful, wonderful. Tell everybody your name. Reverend Jeanette Wilson from the, the Rainbow Push Coalition. Now, as we said, the Rainbow Push Coalition is actually one of the co-lead groups in today's effort. Why is it important that we are continuing the march, Reverend Jeanette? Well, I think we're continuing the march because we have so many uh, issues, the same issues that they marched across the bridge 57 years ago. Voting rights, a federally protected voting rights uh, bill is important. Our young people are, are graduating with enormous student loan debt, so we have to energize them. That's why we have students here from around the country. Right now we are registering students from Dillard University. They have to know what it means to march for their, for their own freedom. Some of us were here when uh, Selma happened, Bloody Sunday. They were young people at that time on Bloody Sunday. These young people must now take the banner, take the mantle. We're passing the baton. They have to take the baton and move on. 
Reverend Jeanette, thank you so much. And thank you for your work in, or, in organizing this, too. Thank you. It's been a blessed weekend. Today, you know, is the actual day. It's March 7th. Yes, it is. And when I, when I look back at our history and I see all these young uh, multiracial groups. Were you born yet in 65? I was born. So do you, remember, do you remember what happened? Where were you when it? I watched Bloody Sunday on television. I was 15 when it happened. And I remember the pain when you see children beaten and uh, uh, hit in the head and praying on the bridge and, and stomped and just, it was uh, horrific. I remember the children's march in Birmingham. I remember those four little girls killed in Birmingham. And so I grew up in segregation. I, I've been shaped by this racism. And so I, I feel grateful that we now have a generation that's willing to, to stand up and march and fight back in a nonviolent way. We have to renew the spirit. We really do. You saw at 15, you saw young people your age out there getting beat. People my age getting beaten and while they're kneeling and praying. And so I remember they had a faith that carried them across that bridge. Thank you, Reverend Thank Jeanette. You. Good to see you. Good wonderful, see you, wonderful, Reverend. wonderful. More MIP after this message. We're here. Uh, Latasha Brown is also here from Black Voters Matter. Latasha, how you feel this morning? I'm well. I'm really blessed. I'm blessed. She had time to talk to me. I was trying to call the other night. She sent me the voicemail. <laughs> but she's here for the stream. No, I'm just messing with her. Um, why is it important that we're out here and that we're continuing to do this? You know, I think it is important literally to, to commemorate the spirit and remember. That's part of what, why history is so important, yeah. to remember what our people have done, remember how we got where we are, and to think about where we got to go. Yeah. And yeah. Now, today is actually March 7th. Now you, Latasha, many people don't know this, Latasha and I actually met organizing the Jubilee in Selma, didn't we? That's correct. That's years ago. Years ago. It's kind of, kind of our political uh, uh, upbringing. That's right. what, what can Black Voters Matter say to our audience about what our options are? I mean, it seems like a lot of options we had, what happened in the, in the Senate dried up. What, what moves do we have left to make? Our moves is about us. Like, it has never been. Our fate ain't tied into just what the Senate does or what the House does. Our fate is decided by what we do. And that's why we do the work we do. We have to organize. We'll apply the right kind of pressure and the right moment to the right targets to make the difference. So it's not about it's not about the Senate. Part of it is we got to organize. We got to come out. We got to apply pressure. We got to move folk out the way that's blocking. And we got to put people in. It's that simple. How did you feel about the vice president's visit to Selma yesterday? I'm glad that she came. I think it was, um, I think it was beautiful to see her, to see her up there. Um, and you know, a few of us met with her, and she, you know, she reinforced her commitment to voting rights. So, and, yes. and I mean, we would not have the first black woman, South Asian woman, Jamaican woman. Right. Vice President, if it weren't for what happened right here in Selma. Absolutely. Selma, Selma made it happen. It created the space. So Now, uh, Black Voters Matter is here today, but they're actually responsible for the march on Wednesday. All the different organizations are taking a day, and so Black Voters Matter will, will lead. All the great work Black Voters Matter has been doing over the past few years has been incredible. It's been necessary. It's been important. So right, glad you're I here. Good to see you. Us. Appreciate you always, always. Tell everybody your name. Oh, my gosh. I'm Reverend Carolyn Foster. Tell us what this day means to you. This is March 7th, 57 years ago. Yes, it is. Oh, I didn't tell you who I am. <laughs> I am one of the tri-chairs for the Alabama Poor People's Campaign movement here in this state. We are so excited to see all these young people and older people and the veterans of the march and these new marchers. It is so exciting. 
But this is very important. We are still 57 years fighting for voting rights. That's a whole generation. A whole generation of people who have, don't know anything but having to fight for voting rights. It is unacceptable in this country. Unacceptable. That's why this time is so important. That's why these people are here. Because we're fighting for democracy, we're fighting for the right to vote, which is, an, which is our right in this country. So I'm here coming from Birmingham, Alabama, growing up in, in segregated South, having to fight for living wages having to, in this country. We're having to fight for health care and to be still having to fight for voting rights. Wait, were you born yet in March 7, 1965? Oh, oh thank you for asking that question. <laughs> I, was, I don't want to presume. I've been here for a while. <laughs> so, so do you remember? Were you old enough to remember oh, what yes. happened? Yes, yes, I was. Matter of fact, going back to Birmingham, Alabama, I was 10 years old when uh, this, the, 16th, the, the 16th Street Baptist Church was bombed. So, yeah, I remember 1957. I was, I'm not going to tell you when I was born. But <laughs> That's all right. Yes, I remember. <laughs> So do you remember your reaction and your parents, your family's reaction when you saw what happened in Selma that night on television? Well, you know, my mom and parents tried to keep it from me, but, you know, we all saw it. But they really didn't talk about it because of their fear during that time. I mean, when we were, my neighborhood, Smithfield, known as Dynamite Hill in Birmingham, Alabama, was bombed by the Ku Klux Klan. And they just kept it from us and just gave us some excuse for what the rumblings that we heard, the shaking of the bed. Because I fell out of my bed one night during one of the bombings. And um, my parents just tried to protect us from it. They didn't talk to the children about it. But I'm the oldest of my mom's kids, and so I heard grown folk talk. So I knew about it. You knew what was going on. Yeah. And some of those people were as young as you were back then. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Reverend Foster, we appreciate you. Thank you for your ongoing organizing. Uh, she has not stopped, and that's what's important. You can't stop. Can't stop, can you? Cannot stop. Cannot. Won't stop. Victory is the goal. And until we get to victory, there will be no stopping. And tell our audience, too, you know, how the organizing is going uh, for June 18th. A lot of folk coming from Alabama. Great. We are mobilizing, organizing, registering, and educating people for the movement that votes here in Alabama. We have teams of people all over this state that's working in these regions to get people signed up and ready to go on June 18th to Washington, D.C. When we talk about poverty, poverty is real in Alabama too, isn't it? Poverty is definitely real in Alabama. 45% of our Alabamians, of our neighbors, our friends, our family members are poor and low wealth in this nation. That's almost half of us. That's almost half of us. So poverty affects all of us, all of us. And that's a shame. Yeah, it is. It is. It's, it's terrible. Poverty is real, folks. And this is, the work, is this is the work that Dr. King was doing Absolutely. Uh, before he died. Before he died. Yes, he did. And so this is why we are in this new movement of the Poor People's Camp, picking up the mantle and carrying it forward because the fight is still a fight in this state. Carol Foster, Reverend Carol Foster, God bless you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for your insight. Thank, Thank you. you for being here. And here, one of the organizers uh, with Rainbow Push uh, is Bishop uh, Tavis Grant. Hey, brother, how you doing? Brother Mark, we're on the move. Can't stop us now. Where you get that red, black, and green top that you got on? What size is that? If I, if I tell you, you got to give me your approval. <laughs> <laughs> why is today important and why are you here? Why is the rainbow out here? Well, you know, Reverend Jesse Jackson's work and, 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 and service 
goes all the way back to this bridge. And marching beside Dr. King and John Lewis and so many others, you know, being here today with you and, and Reverend Al Sharpton and, and Martin King III was historic for our generation because we're standing on their shoulders. Uh, and to see today from 65 to 2022, so much is still at stake. Yeah. Voting rights is at stake. Uh, uh, social justice is at stake. Brothers and sisters who are serious about criminal justice reform, that's what the Selma to Montgomery 2022 is all about. Indeed, indeed. So you all are leading uh, today uh, as we start this first uh, leg of the march. I mean, what do you say to those who sometimes say, well, you know, we don't really need to march anymore. We can just do it on social media. Every significant move and, and accomplishment we've made in this country on the behalf of black and poor people has been on the feet of people, ordinary people, who march, who raise their voices and take it all the way to the ballot box. And so the significance of this march is this year, Reverend Jackson leading today, Transformative Justice, Bishop William Barber and Poor People's Campaign. Tomorrow, Nan, Reverend Al Shopton. Wednesday, Latasha and Black Voters Matter. Labor on Thursday. Then we converge on the state capitol here. You know, the first person to be convicted from the insurgents was a resident of the state of Alabama, not far from here. So there's something about this moment. This is a Kairos moment, and you, it's like water. You can't get wet if you don't jump in. Thank you, Bishop Grant. I appreciate you, brother. Here's Reverend Stephen Green, y'all. Pastor of St. Luke's AME Church in Harlem. What you doing all the way down here from Harlem, brother? Yes, sir. I'm here to with this march and with all of those who believe in love and justice because we're continuing this journey. It's not a historical commemoration. We're here because we're in present suffering. And we're going to take this message to the state of Montgomery, I mean, to the state of Alabama and to all the... United States of America that we want our freedom and we want it now. And why is it important that even in your generation, the younger generation, we continue to march and not forget how to march? Absolutely. It's important to recognize that this is the nonviolent army. We're making up the warriors of truth and of love to hold this nation accountable for her sins that we're that are being imposed upon black and brown people in this country today. This is a present day suffering. This is not a historical remembrance. We're fighting now because the weapons that we are up against are still masquerading themselves uh, as a form of democracy. And so now is our time to turn the, to turn the truth on this nation, to turn the lights on, and be honest with ourselves. Thank you, Reverend Green. Here's Barbara Arnwine. Tell, tell people all over the world why you're here today and why this is so important. Because most people aren't aware, not only in the U.S., but, nation, uh, but worldwide, that American democracy is under attack. And we are in a very precarious time where people, because they fear losing white political dominance, they're willing to destroy the democracy. And I know that sounds extreme, but it's true. All these voter suppression laws that we're seeing throughout the country are a response to people's fears of black, brown, Asian, Native American young people and other folks being strong in this democracy. They don't want it that way. So it is so important for us to say that you can't stop the winds of change. It's important for us to say that we, in this generation, that we who are living, we will fight like our ancestors fought, and we will win again. 
and we will continue to be vigilant in protecting this democracy. Uh, today is the day, 57 years ago today, March 7, yes. 1965. Were you, were, were you born yet? Yes, barely. <laughs> barely. So, so you weren't old enough to remember what happened? Not at all. In fact, um, my first civil rights memory is 1963, and that is... Um, the March on Washington, and I was trying to watch it, and my grandfather came and turned it off and said, those people are going to get us all killed. Really? Yes. And the minute he walked away, I turned it back off. Reverend Foster was saying that about her situation. And I mean, our families were different then, and they, they wanted to protect, you know, didn't want people to, didn't want the kids to see something like that. But remember, they had seen Tulsa. That's what we got to remember. My grandfather had lived through Tulsa. He had seen all these massacres of black people in Okachee and all the other things in the 1920s. So he knew what white anger could look like and what white revenge could be like when we pushed for our rights. So he was absolutely not being unrealistic. He was responding to a real situation. I didn't understand that for years until I started studying the black massacres. And you realize that he, he had a, a basis. Congratulations to, for all the work you did. You, I think you really made a difference in that trial down in Georgia when it came to the Arbery family. Yes, and the Arbery family is here strong with, the, with us today. They are not only advocates for their son and their, uh, you know, their slain nephew, but that they are here to say voting rights counts, that it matters just like life matters. Well, the, the Black Lives Matter and voting rights go together anyway because, because Jimmy Lee Jackson was was a Black Lives Matter issue. Exactly, and people don't know about Jimmy Lee Jackson. He is the young black man who was active as an activist and trying to promote voting rights here in this country. People don't know that in 1965, less than 5% of all people, in, black people in Alabama were registered to vote. So Jimmy Lee Jackson was on the front line of saying, give us the vote. And they, they beat and killed this young black man activist for being out there working for our voting rights. There was no other reason to, to kill him, none other. And that was the original plan to actually, well, well, but not only that, the plan originally was to march Jimmy Lee Jackson's coffin to, to the state capitol. That's correct. People don't realize that's how the Selma to Montgomery march started. That's why Bloody Sunday happened. And you know what else people don't know, Mark? Is that John Lewis, when he told the SNCC executive committee that he was coming here, they told him no. They told him he could not come because it was too dangerous. And he said, if the people are going to march, I'm going to march with them. And you can have my chairmanship if that's what it costs. And that's what, that was a decisive moment. If he hadn't had the courage, think about it. I mean, it, there's a whole lot of amazing people we all want to. Barbara Arnwine, thank you for organizing us today. We'll be on the road together shortly. Mark, you are the best. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you. Somebody fed us well the other night. That's one thing she's known for. But she is a native Selman.
Miss Callie Greer, how are you? I'm well. How are you this morning? I'm good. I'm good. So we're back in your hometown. Uh, well, yes, I'm a, I'm a native Montgomery. I, I am an Alabamian. Citizen of the world, for real, though. We're back in your, we're back in Selma. How you feel to have folk back here in Selma for you? Uh, I wish you guys would stay a couple of weeks to help us get some stuff done, yeah. But it's wonderful to have all of these beautiful faces, all of these different beliefs and religions, all of these different colors and hues here in Selma today. I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm just glad to be here to be able to be of service. We had our water, t-shirts, and people registered for June 18, 2022. Low wage workers and um, poor people's campaign on March on March on Washington D.C. June 18th, 2022. If you're not registered, holler at me. Sell my holler at me. I got you. Today, Bloody Sunday was uh, 57 years ago. Were you born yet? No, not I'm yet. not gonna date myself. I wasn't born yet. All right. What stories do you remember? Did your parents talk about what happened? Well, my great-grandma, who actually had raised me, was an actual slave. She died at the age of 99, so I kind of lived it, right? The oppression. My great-grandma was a woman of, of few words, and I didn't know why. You know, she didn't talk much. She just went to church, prayed a lot, worked. And as I grew up, I understood that, that, that her voice had been beaten out of her. So I, you know, I didn't know then because I was born. Well, I was born August fifth, nineteen sixty. But my great grandma helped raise us. Her name was Big Mama Lily Allen, and she was a woman of very few words. And I didn't know why, but then I, wanted, I found out later as I grew up why. So she was actually slave. Yeah. So she she doesn't have any words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do enough talking for her and my grandma and the rest of them right now. I do enough talking for all of them. Thank you. So good to see you. Bless you. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. Please remember to listen, like, and wherever you get your podcasts, please give the show a five-star rating. And please do spread the word. Let's all continue to pray for each other during this pandemic and this police-demic. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been Made Plain. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR.